Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another week of the Press Next Podcast. Yes, we back. You know what I'm saying. Uh, I have to admit for to to you all, uh, those who are new and those who are listening and have been listening. I love this podcast. I love doing this <laughs> all the time. I love uh, watching movies. I love talking about them. Uh, I love you know being able to get in front of you. So. Welcome back to those who are familiar with our platform. For everybody who is brand new, welcome in. We're the Press Next Podcast. We talk about TV shows, documentaries, um, movies. movies, and how they apply to real life. So what do we get out of the movies and stuff that we watched, and how do they relate? So last month, obviously, was October. This month is my birthday <laughs> month. Also the month of October. I mean, uh, the month of Thanksgiving. But we're not going to talk about that. It's a different time for a different day. I do also want to apologize because last week we had an episode. We did. But then we had technical difficulties. Okay. <laughs> Listen, halfway through the episode, my headphones were making this loud buzzing sound. And if you know me, you know I'm very sensitive to sound. My ears cannot take it. I was like, eek, something's she was happening. Going crazy. <laughs> and I had no idea. So I just kept rambling on. And then we Come just couldn't out. fix it. It was your fault. It was it was my <laughs> yes, it was my fault. Um, my good old trusty iMac. Um, it wasn't his fault. It was his yeah. computer's fault. But you know. Yeah. So from here on out, I will be uh, restarting my computer before we record. So sorry about that. But in that episode, we did detail what we're kind of doing this month, mm-hmm. which is, of course, we'll talk about fall themed things. Um, True crime, uh, family, and today we'll kind of touch on the family one, um, and other things. We'll also be doing the Netflix show Made. Yes. Which, I'm one episode in, great first episode, by the way. Wonderful opening episode. And uh, so we'll break that down. And here's how we'll do it. So this is what we're going to try to do for kind of the new way that we're doing things. We're going to watch shows and movies. We'll bring you full-length episodes for movies and documentaries, and then for the TV shows, we love breaking it down episode by episode, typically by like two episodes at a time, Mm -hmm. and what we're going to do is we're going to break those down, we're going to record them, and then we're just going to release all of them so that you can listen to all of them at, you know, in the same time, in the same order, you don't have to wait a week or whatever, Mm -hmm. so... Uh, it'll be somewhat long form for you all, and you'll get to hear our thoughts as we're kind of watching the show. So I'm excited to continue to watch Made. Um, the first episode was pretty dope, so I had to jump into the second one. But that's what we, we'll, that's what we'll be doing this month. Yeah, um, and I I think um, you mentioned true crime and then family. The reason we say true crime when we think about fall is because we think to us fall in November symbolizes things that bring us together and as horrible as it sounds true crime does bring people together i mean yeah how many people yeah how many people listen to true crime podcasts or are obsessed with like forensic files or you know and i feel like when we listen to these stories they typically happen in these months right where like the weather's getting cooler Uh, even if we're watching movies that are based on true stories it's typically like in the fall going into Mm -hmm. the winter um, so 
I am looking and I have some genuine questions around true crime. So I'm saying this right now to anybody who is listening. Stop what you're doing. If you are interested in being in this conversation about true crime, please hit our DM on IG, send us an email, pressnextpodcast.gmail.com, whatever you need to do. Because as much as I love Katie, I want to have this conversation with other people as well. Because I have a theory and I want, I need other people's you know intervention in my brain. Uh, so we will be doing that. That'll probably be closer to the end of the month. You never know when it comes to us, right? We keep you on your toes. Right. But thank you all for supporting and showing support mm-hmm. uh, last month and continuing to show support uh, this month. For those who have donated to us, thank you so much. You can still donate to us. Give us some coin at uh, Press Next Podcast on Venmo or Press Next Podcast, I'm sorry, on Cash App as well. Another way that you can support is simply just following us on social media. Follow and interact. Yeah. That's another way you can support. Support local and small uh, small business. Another way you can is if you have an iPhone, go on Apple Podcasts and drop a review. Uh, not just rating stars, but actually leave like some comments in a review. Uh, we love that. So please choose one or multiple ways to support our podcast so that we can grow uh, and bring you all better content. Absolutely. And if you're ever listening to our podcast or watching a show or a movie or a documentary that we cover, please, please, please go ahead, take a picture of it, put it on your Instagram story and tag us in it because we want to be able to share that and see that people are listening along with us. So yes, we, we appreciate love that. it more than you know. Oh my God. So much so. Like we literally sit up at night. We talk about this in bed, like how much we love this podcast and how much you all love it. Uh, so please um, engage with us, share with us. We We want to share that. So um, big plans coming up for next year, really coming into these winter months. But forget the big plans. Let's jump into today's film. Could we talk about a big film? Let's go. So wh- what made you decide to choose this for us to watch? Man, okay. If you did not already know, today we are discussing Netflix, The Harder They Fall. Mm-hmm. Here's what mm-hmm. made me choose this. Obviously, Jay Z produced it, so I was like, you know, I love Jigga Man, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I love Jay Z, so I was like, I'm very interested in this film. Number two, contrary to popular belief, I actually enjoy westerns. Do you? I do. But here's the thing about exactly. Here's the thing about westerns, though. I like the more newer modern westerns because they're not just filled with white actors. Mm. Okay. Right. I feel like growing up, I was watching westerns. They just act, literally act <laughs> like white people are the only cowboys, you know what I'm saying, in the entire right. world. And that's like, that's not how it ever was. At least me growing up, like I knew more, when I, when I think about cowboys, I knew more Hispanics than even their white folks. So, right. No, that's true. That's a good point. Right. So now that we have more representation in these Westerns, I'm very, I'm very much so, you know, more intrigued. Not to mm-hmm. say that I already wasn't intrigued. I enjoy a good Western. This is a movie that is a a fully studded black cast that's a black western it's a good Uh, cast too oh my god great cast um who was on the cast let's talk about the cast real quick so idris elba lakeith stanfield regina king i love regina king jonathan majors who if you watched um lovecraft country yeah lovecraft country he was the lead there uh dion cole i love dion cole he's a, a comedian but he played a fantastic role um, in this movie, you don't even know it's Dion Cole. Like honestly, unless you know Dion Cole, and then Delroy Lindo, who is a 
just a classic uh, black actor when it comes to um, when it really comes to like black cinema. Delroy Lindo's in there as, as well as some other people. Um, don't want to leave them out, but star-studded black cast. Uh, the characters are based on real people, mm-hmm. so the story itself is not real. But the people are real. And the greatest thing, even in the opening scene, is that that's the first thing you see. It says these people are real. These people existed. So it's, yeah. Yeah, these people existed. It's so it's just dope. You want to yeah. read the, uh, the uh, synopsis? Synopsis, yeah. What I'll happens? go for it. So when outlaw Nat Love discovers that his enemy Rufus Buck is being released from prison, he rounds up his gang to track Rufus down and seek revenge. Those riding with him in his... In this assured, righteously new school Western include his former love, stagecoach Mary, who's a real person, his right and left-hand men, hot-tempered Bill Pickett and fast-drawing Jim Beckworth, and a surprising adversary turned ally. Rufus Buck has his own fearsome crew, including treacherous Trudy Smith and Cherokee Bill, and they are not a group that is is known to lose. So, this is... Again, if you just listen to that synopsis, this is a classic Western. Two gangs, you know, Western Mm -hmm. gangs, you know, fighting against each other. Uh, With bank robbers. Yeah. I mean, just really classic. Outlaws, yeah. yeah, They're definitely outlaws. And you get to see, that's what really, I guess, piqued my interest of like, man, I really get to see um cowboys and western uh lifestyle in a different light than i've always seen it mm-hmm. and it's black black and white it's not black and white it's in color right um it they're black outlaws and cowboys and not white right um so it was pretty cool and something else that i thought was cool is that the music was upbeat and fast tempoed and it didn't it felt like new age music you know it, to me, it was very Django-esque. Yeah. Okay. Because the music on Django was dope, too. Yeah. So it felt the okay. music-wise felt very much so like Django. So this did feel like a Tarantino film. It did. And it did. And the thing is, I really just... Okay. And I think you know it's what? because Tarantino has created like this lane of his own. But uh, who who was the producer of this besides Jay-Z? James well, James Samuel directed it. Okay. Okay, director. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes. So I think that he I think that he did a really, really good job. Incredible job. And let me tell you why he did an incredible job without giving up too much stuff. Every single scene is thoughtfully shot. Mm-hmm. Thoughtfully shot. There's a couple of times, and mind you, we had just watched this the first time. There were a couple of times where I literally got like giddy about a shot that took place that I would rewind it and explain it to Katie. Yeah, like like camera angle, like what this means. Yeah, and like this is so incredible. They even, spoiler alert, gave a um, a a a shout out, a major major homage to um, Chadwick Boseman. They did. They did in the film. Yeah, I didn't see it at first, and you were like. Look what the train's named. Exactly. So it's just, it's so much. Every, was, the detail and everything in this film was just really good. Um, and I was just like, I think 10 minutes in, I said, uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm loving this already. Mm-hmm. And like, they have a lot of good comedic relief. 
Like it's yes. funny as well, you know. Yes, it's it's not just like you know it's too dramatic. There's right. Everything I'm telling you, the writing is great, the acting is great. You can't not have great acting with the cast that they had. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's going to be Lakeith, bro. Shout out to you, bro. There's not a role that I've ever seen Lakeith in that he did not. I was about crush. to say this man is running. He, I have circuit. not seen him, and 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 people can hate all they want to, and I know. I've read the reports about how he gets so deep in a role sometimes that it really weighs on his anxiety and his mental health. And I hate that for you. Uh, I really do hate that for you. And I hope that you continue to get the help that you need. Uh, But my brother, you are incredible. Mm -hmm. Every role, you you kill every role. He's like, and I don't even want to compare him, so I'm not going to compare him. But the way that I feel about him is the way that I was feeling about Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when when Lakeith does a role, nobody can top his role, and everything he do is always he's the best in that role. I could not, I cannot see anybody else. Uh, so if they ever do an Al Green <laughs> uh, documentary or something, uh, biopic, please do that because you will be great there too. But anyway, what do you rank the movie? Scale of one to ten, one being uh, absolute garbage, <laughs> um, and then ten being uh, amazing cinema. Where where do you rank it? Yeah, I uh, I give it an eight. I really enjoyed it. Good, good. I give it an okay, eight. flat flat eight. I I give it a nine. Okay. Um, it is up there for me. I'm probably gonna watch this again. Give it a second spin. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I will want to let y'all know that it's over two hours, but it doesn't. Did it feel like it was over two hours? It didn't. It was over two hours. No. No, great pacing. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Huh. It's an over two hour film. It's paced so well, you don't even recognize you sit down for two hours. I thought it felt quick. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. This is the sign of great cinema. Right. It is literally it paced so on. great. It doesn't drag. You don't get moments of like, oh, yeah, come on, what's the next scene? And everything is just so, the reason why I give it a nine, it's up there on my top tier movies. Um, that are damn near perfect. Wow, is it is up there after one? I'm watch. not gassing this y'all just because it's a black cast. I'm not. All I'm trying to say is this is great film, for sure. And it's one of the best movies I've watched in the past like three years. And I hate it. What did I say halfway through the movie? So I really wish this came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not on Netflix. I think it would have been great with surround sound. Yes, and everything because and there's so screen. many. There's so many shots cinematically that obviously they work. We have a big TV um, mm-hmm. in our living room, which is very nice to have. That's not a flex. My point is that like <laughs> when you're in a you know in a movie theater and the screen is larger than you, so you're like inundated with um, you know you're in this environment and this experience. Mm-hmm. It would have been so much cooler for like, sure. Way cooler. Kicked back. I got to look. My head's got to move around and see other stuff on the mm-hmm. screen. You know, like that'd have been dope, man. Yeah, uh, so James Daniels, shout out to you, Jay Z, shout out to you for producing this. All of the actors and actresses, thank you all for um, um, for creating this film, as well as everybody behind the scenes. So, um, okay, so you ranked it an eight. I ranked mm-hmm. it a nine. Mm-hmm. Did you have a favorite scene or like one liner? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I did put on here. They existed, or these. What I put? Sorry. These people existed. These people existed, um, which is n- not said, but it is in the opening scene. Yes. Um, because I think that when we think about cowboys, we don't think about black cowboys. Mm. And I think that it's important for us to realize that 
when we think about black people back then, they weren't just slaves, right? Or they weren't just enslaved. Cowboys, farmers, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things that we think about are just like white people owned. (laughs) Black people did that too. So I think that it's very important that they put that. I like that. But then (laughs) one of my favorite scenes was when um, they stopped the train and the train conductor comes out and he's like about to call them the N-word. And she mm-hmm. shoots him on sight. He gets the yes. in out and she shoots him. <laughs> and he goes, you know, he might have been calling you a nincompoop. And she said, <laughs> we, ain't in, we, we ain't no nincompoops either. That was one of oh my, my favorite gosh. lines. That was funny. Yes, that was hilarious. And then she um, was like, let anybody else try to call us that. N word or anything with an N, anything <laughs> with an N, said. and they'll find anything themselves in the end. same situation. Yeah, yeah, she got a quick trigger, man. She don't play. She don't uh, play. That was treacherous Trudy, right? And she yes, was played, played by, by Regina, Regina King. King. And her character was such that, um, you know, she was about that life. She was about mm-hmm. that, uh, that mm-hmm. rowdiness. She, she really is not a warning person. Like she want to get busy, right? Uh, in the in the on phrase site. of today, it's on site, and she want all the smoke. <laughs> like that is her. <laughs> okay, she's on site, want all the smoke. Mm-hmm. That's her character. While Lakeith's uh, character, whose name was um, goodness gracious, I'm trying to look for his name because I can't remember what his name was in the show. Cherokee Bill. Cherokee Bill. Okay, he, he was the. He's supposed to be he's supposed to be the quickest draw mm-hmm. in the West, you know what I'm saying? So he had a quick gun, but he he had this uh suave about him. He liked to use his words mm-hmm. to help like manipulate a situation and stuff like that. So he had this like this certain genesequa. I'm just joking. <laughs> he had this certain um mystique about him that he was the negotiator, right? Mm-hmm. He's the one that's gonna talk through a situation. Right. And um and you I know, think Trudy he, I think he even said that he didn't like to get Yes, he said he doesn't like the 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 rubble. Yeah, he doesn't like to get rowdy, but he will. He will, yeah. So don't put it past does. him. Yeah, his crew get they get busy, man. They, they that Bucks crew, they get busy. So I love that. So I'm I'm glad you like that. Um, what was my favorite scene? I have so many favorite scenes and shots. Let me talk about my shots first, and I go scenes. And oh my goodness. Maybe, okay. okay. So my favorite shots, mm-hmm. there's two of them that are incredible. One is when they, they are, they, so they get on a train, they're trying to bust out, um, uh, Buck or whatever his name is, right? That's his name. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny. So on top cast on uh, IMDB, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm reeling here. They don't have like Idris at the top. They, <laughs> they have him really? like at the bottom. Yeah. So Rufus Buck, they're, they're trying to bust out Rufus Buck. This train that they stop has Rufus on us. Rufus is obviously at this point, he's a um a prisoner. felon, a prisoner mm-hmm. who they're trying to transport him. So Rufus's gang that has Treacherous Trudy and um Cherokee Bill. Lakeith. Yes, Cherokee <laughs> Bill. They go and they try to bust him out. And the coolest shot ever is they get him out, and of course, Rufus, who has been locked in his cage. This is symbolic. He takes this deep breath, just breathing that fresh air, just right. And the coolest thing ever is that they use the anamorphic lens to to literally put you in his breath. So when he breathed in, it stretched up. 
like the like the screen stretched up and like everything elongated vertically. And when he breathed out, it did the same and elongated like horizontally. Mm-hmm. Uh, horizontally, it was so. So you could actually like cool. feel the breath. You yes, the 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 moment had texture mm-hmm. that you understood. You know what I'm saying? It reminded me of the Matrix. I don't know if y'all ever watched the Matrix. But if it gave, it was given Matrix, you know, when the bullets are whizzing by and stuff like that. It was like giving that. me. It was giving me Matrix, you know. That was number one. I think one of my other favorite shots is Cherokee Bill and um, Jim Buckworth. I think it's Jim Buckworth. Jim thinks he's the quickest gun in the West. So mm-hmm. they're about to have like a little showdown, like a little, you know, quick draw, McGraw, who can, a duel. And they're, you know, who's going to draw the fastest. And there's an aerial shot that's shooting right down on top of them. And they're talking to each other. But you see them based on their shadow. It's Mm -hmm. so cool. Mm -hmm. Like the camera's literally right above them looking down at them. But you see them talking based on their shadow, which is just a shot that like, if you're not paying attention, you're probably like, you don't, you miss that. You don't even know. Right. But there was a meaning for that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was just like so cool. And you tried something different. You could have literally just did an over-the-shoulder shot, but you didn't. You did something that was out of pocket, that was very different. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I love the nincompoop scene. <laughs> um, that was pretty good. My other favorite scene, honestly, was... Um, it's kind of between... When they first made it to uh, Rufus Buck spot, mm-hmm. when the gang first got there in that little um, shootout and they got captured mm-hmm. versus the last one where they were kind of exploding everything. I really enjoyed it because it, it felt like it was a long enough scene, but it moved in different directions and we got to see what was going on simultaneously. There was a bunch of mini fights, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but it was cool because they did a good job tying it all together. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So, I enjoyed that. I, I mean, there were so many more that I enjoyed. But I'm going to let y'all watch the movie and then y'all can tell me what y'all enjoyed. What was your favorite scene? Yeah, feel me. Yeah, um, feel. What was your takeaway from the from the movie? After you watched the movie, you sat with it a little bit. What did you like? Dang. Um, well, obviously, the... <laughs> The ending. Uh, the ending yes so obviously if you haven't watched this please go watch it and then come back and listen um because we are spoiling but at the end when we find out that that's his brother um it's big it's big and also it's just like just so to- just because someone's family Mm. doesn't mean that they won't turn on you <laughs> right so let's let's give you a little bit of context real quick i'm gonna give you the quick rundown at the beginning of the movie we see a scene where a dad and his mother i mean his mother his, a, a, a husband and his wife and and their son are eating dinner mm-hmm. somebody knocks on the door they're like who can it be at this ungodly hour the dad gets up to open the door. He opens the door. We don't see whose face it is. We just see that the cowboy had it tilted down. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, if you know Idris Elba's face, you know it's Idris, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you can see his beard. Right. And they go to the table. They sit down. And the dad is, the husband is pleading with this character that we don't know who it is yet, who we later find out is Rufus. Hey, your your quarrel is with me. Do not hurt and harm my family Mm -hmm. well rufus doesn't give a damn he shoots the wife 
And he takes a knife and he cuts a cross in the head of the little child. Mm-hmm. Child was like maybe nine or 10 years old. Fast forward, we learn that this child is Nat Love, the main character in our movie. Mm-hmm. And Nat's ambition is to find the, the person in the gang that is responsible for killing his father and scarring him for life. And so that is his motivation. And so we learn and understand that Rufus Buck got out and he got a pardon. So Nat wants to go kill Rufus Buck. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end of the movie, so you set for two hours, uh, understanding the beef between them. Rufus reveals the person I killed that night. Yes, he was your dad. He's my dad also. The reason why I killed him is that he was a bad man. And he thought he can go spend and live another life with y'all and start it over. Mm-hmm. But I rec- I recognize his transgressions and I killed him. Right. So are you going to kill me? Knowing now that I am your blood and your brother, will you kill me? Uh, and Nat does. And that's what he told Nat Love. He was like, you're a buck too. Yes. Because, you know, that was his name. But his dad changed it to Love. So he's really Nat Buck and not Nat Love. And they're in a house... Uh, that's is seemingly on fire. Uh, and yeah, he shoots him. He shoots him dead. Multiple times. Over and over <laughs> and over and over till the, til the, the till barrel the cows is empty. Till the come home. <laughs> yeah, and still tries to shoot. Uh, so he kills his own brother. That is the, the ending of the movie. And yeah, essentially, Katie, you saying you took away that like family and everything, huh? Well, in this, okay, not saying that family isn't everything, but saying that just because your family doesn't mean that someone will do something against you. So even though that was his father, he had no problem going in there and shooting his father or shooting right. his father's new wife in front of his little brother, you know, half brother. Mm. But still, yeah. And then what I took away from uh nat's side is that for him he had a brother who knew what it was like to grow up without a father and he took that away from him you know right so mm. it's t- it's deep it gets deep <laughs> real deep because you know what my favorite uh phrase is that is often misquoted you know what it is right mm-hmm. blood is, is thicker it? than water Often, very often misquoted. Because what's the real phrase? The blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. There womb. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, help me out. <laughs> yes. The blood okay. of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. That Ex- is the explain. America, the explain. actual statement. And I talk to you about this all the time. I'm sure I've probably even talked about it on this podcast. But that means the covenants that you choose are more important than just being bonded by blood. Right. And there's a lot of ways that I've thought about this and ways that you can kind of break this down. But I think we all know, especially those who are out there who are listening right now, don't get caught up. At least here's my advice or something. Don't get caught up in the family BS. Mm-hmm. There are family members out there that don't give a shit about you, who are not good for you, who are not taking your best interest at heart, and who are harming you. And there are people out there who are not related to you, who love you, who will put your best interest at heart, who would die for you. So you 
killing yourself for your family who doesn't love you doesn't make sense when you have real family air quotations uh in the covenants that you make with other people right which that's I what think, i'm saying i think that's something that we realize as we get older right like of course i feel like my my best friends are my family i would do anything for them mm. Mm, 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 mm. same for you and like getting that, married right that, right and that tie that i have to my best friends is like the love that I feel for them is the same tie that I have to my blood f- family. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, that's how I will not necessarily differentiate, but that's how I uh, recognize who I call family. Mm-hmm. This is my, this is family. Mm-hmm. I love them and I'm going to treat them like how I would treat my family, right. how I believe in what family is. And so, I think we saw the depiction of that in this film from the top to the bottom. Really, if you think about it, um, you had some people who like Treacherous Trudy. I don't I don't really know if Treacherous Trudy and Rufus are like related or even uh, Bill and Rufus are related. But it seems like out of the, the, the group of people. Those three tend to have like the closest tie. Mm-hmm. The other couple of goons, they didn't even do anything. Remember when he first got out the cell? He like hugged and kissed Trudy and then he kind of put his head against uh, Bill's head mm-hmm. trying to show that they had a deeper connection than everybody else had. Right. And then they had a conversation about loyalty and everything else a little bit later on. Um, so all of that to me just to like shows what I took away from it is like, man, you family really only goes so far. Mm-hmm. And that's not, and for those who have loving family, you love your family members. That, I mean, that's a, fantastic. I have family members that I love too, like <laughs> that are. <laughs> I have family members that I, I love too. No, 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 no. I'm saying I have great relationships with my family members, mm-hmm. but I don't think that it's any secret that most people know that there's people who I will put my life on the line for who aren't my family members. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, and. If I was in the same situation as Nat, and I'm going to ask you that question, what would you do? You're in the same situation as Nat. What Do you pull the trigger and kill your half-brother, or do you not? Or what do you do? Um, That's an interesting... Well, it's interesting because I'm not an outlaw, so I don't just think about nah. killing people like that. But I right. think if I were in his situation, I would be the same as him. Like, it... It hurts because you are my half brother, but in the same, in the same way, I don't know you from Adam. I could be walking down the street and I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry, Sorry to, to this man. man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, what I'm saying, like I don't think that he just because they were related by blood. This man still wronged him. This man still took the most important things from him and scarred him for forever and just expects to come back and say, I'm your brother. Okay, that doesn't justify why you killed our dad. Right. I think what he's saying, and I don't disagree with you. I think it's very valid. I just had this kind of um, um, light bulb moment in my head. Epiphany. Yes, his epiphany just popped up. You remember Nat's first kill in the church? Yeah, the guy with the scorpion on his with hand. The, with the scorpion on his hand, mm-hmm. right? Nat killed the guy in the church with the scorpion on his hand. The guy in the church 
was explaining to him that like he's a different guy that he he changed mm-hmm. even though he didn't really change because he came in asking for some you know some coin talking about if you lay it with my coins you know the deal mm-hmm. so maybe he hadn't changed that much but that was rufus's entire thing about his dad he saw his dad beat on his mother but then his dad changed became a god-fearing man had a new family, was treating everybody the way they're supposed to treat you know, each other. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that as much as we think that we're different, we're the same. Explain. It's the same reason I felt that like Joe and Love are the same. They seem very different. They're the same person. Nat seems different than Rufus, but he's really not that different from Rufus. Nat held and harbored hate in his heart since he was 10 years old with a plan on going back and killing people. Much like Rufus did. Mm-hmm. Even though they may have changed or not have changed or whatever else. Could Nat and Rufus have built something together? Probably. Maybe. It's possible. Right. But the times that Rufus had to kill Nat, he never did. And he stated that. I can't kill my brother. I kill my dad, but I can't kill my brother. So I think that the transgressions that Rufus did over his lifetime, Nat did the same thing. Mm. So even though they were different and we, you know, we viewed it through Nat's eyes. So Rufus was always the enemy. They're very much so similar. Right. And I think that maybe Nat saw that, which is why he couldn't even look at him when he was shooting him at the end. I mean, you could tell that it wasn't easy for him to do that. Right. What did he say when he was hugging his girl? It, I don't know. But it seems like when he was shooting him, it was a very mixed emotion kind of thing. Because you like see Like he was him, like killing himself? Well, you see him crying. And so obviously he's feeling pain. And he's shocked that that's his brother. And he's angry. You know, so he's feeling just this wave of emotions. Because mm. you can tell he's angry because he keeps shooting. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, ain't no ain't no bullets in there. Yeah, so that mother just click click clicking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just humans are, as I say all the time, they're unpredictable and, and the most predictable things ever, at the exact same time. And mm-hmm. so I feel like, as much as you think that you are different from somebody else, you're probably much more like them than you think. The people who you hate the most, you're probably. Here's my epiphany. When you think you hate somebody, take a look in the mirror. That's all I'm going to say at that. Because you probably reflect them in yourself. That's deep. <laughs> Was that a deep dive? That's deep. And put me in the writer's room again, my bling. Put me in the writer's room. But my question is to you, given that information, is there anybody who is most right or wrong? I don't think so. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, once you get into the lane of just killing people, then no. <laughs> Both of y'all have just been killing people uh, just nonsensically. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you're just willy-nilly killing people. Willy-nilly. Yeah. So, I don't really think that either of them is like... I think that from a... Here's what I'll say. I can empathize with both of them. Okay. Right? Can you imagine growing up and watching your parents get beat? We've seen this in so many in, in so many uh, stories, right? Um, we see this with Will Smith uh, recently. His headline came out. He's about to release a new book. 
um, which is probably the first book I'm going to read in a long time. But um, he talked about how he wanted to kill his dad because he saw his dad beating on his mom. Mm-hmm. Right. So that harbor of which like, I feel like a lot of people that are in abusive homes probably feel. Yes, exactly. So I can empathize with Rufus seeing that thinking, oh, my dad, I think he got away with beating my mom this whole life. And mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I'm finna show him what it really means. Mm-hmm. Well, then you create, um, you know, you created a monster when you went and killed your dad in front of, you know, or even if it wasn't in front of. Can you imagine the person who, if you're a 10 year old and you love your dad, the person who you killed your dad, you're going to hold a vendetta against. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I empathize with both of them. However, I'm I'm more so about peace than anything. So <laughs> I also personally think that I'm just kind of stupid, bro. You didn't have to kill your dad to come to peace with it. And you didn't have to kill your brother to come right. to peace with it. Right. But or anybody they're outlaws, else, right? you know. All right. So they don't really give a damn uh, about nothing. It's just a really incredible life to live. I mean, if you think about living like in a time like that, my God, how lawless. Yeah, no, thank How you. How lawless! You could do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, but you were also getting capped for anything. You know. Yeah. You look at somebody you know. wrong, and they just shoot you dead in the street. That mm, I shan't now. I shan't not get shot dead in the street like a dog. <laughs> That's a Django quote. Django. Um, but yeah, that's true. You know, so you just keep to yourself, I guess, or just be a um. What they call them people that a coroner, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or the hangman, you can meet one of them. Oh you always goodness. got a job, ain't nobody gonna kill you. So <laughs> you got to get one of them jobs, right? Because mm-hmm. if you are a banker, you know somebody gonna come in and try to rob the bank rob and you. or get you on their side. You gonna have to be bribed or something like that. So that's mm-hmm. not a good job. If you're a dentist, you don't know what the hell is going on because everybody teeth back then was trash. So terrible job. Everybody teeth messed up, bro. You were just giving people gold caps, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Gold teeth. That's it. You got some gold from the 49ers, you know, and from San Francisco or whatever. Bring it here. I'm gonna put it in your tooth. <laughs> um, what else would be done? Like a bad job back then. You work at a saloon. So maybe yeah, the, uh, another good job around. would be serving alcohol, right? If you're a guy, if you're serving alcohol, it's pretty cool. But then if you're a, a, a girl during those ages, it's probably not a great thing that you work at a saloon. Right. Because you're going to be one of them comfort girls, an entertainer, or a waitress. Mm-hmm. And you will and be honest, on. Exactly. And ain't, I'm not talking about hit on just with verbals. It's a, it's, assault is high during this time. There's just mm-hmm. no, you can't, I, there's no way I can imagine a world where it was not. Like women weren't just like a, 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 if you could think about it now, I feel like when people think about women are just like a piece of ass now. It had to be a billion times worse. Oh, for sure. A billion times. For sure. And what was it? What was the thing that like I feel like the women used to wear to make they they booty look so big? You know what I'm saying? When they wear like little dresses and stuff. Like a petty skirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like old fashioned style. <laughs> I don't like old and times. Or is obviously, it a petty skirt or a petty. I don't know if it's a petty petty skirt or nothing, but it, you see. know, petty coat. Little, look, maybe. Let's look it up. Look it up. Back in the day, old fashioned. Yes, petticoat. Ladies, uh, uh, well, don't they? Hold on, let me see. Just wow! It's yeah, a, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I mess with old fashioned. That's man. like old the nineteen seventy five when he's like guns hidden under our petticoat. No one ever. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you know, men have petticoats too. Um, but yeah, this my old fashioned hard man. Hot though. You know, this is pre-global warming. <laughs> yeah. so, so maybe hot to them was only 77 or something like that. But, man, people out here wearing three-piece suits 24-7, yeah. you got me messed up. That's the true. amount of just B.O. <laughs> Come just on, fam. Just hot and sweating 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know they were just bathing with water. Maybe. True. And they probably bathe once a week. They ain't have water like that in the tub where everybody's sharing water. Uh-uh. True. God, shout out to the man upstairs for uh, birthing me at the time that I was birthed because <laughs> I was not going to make it without central air conditioning. I'm telling you that right now. Your boy would have tapped out. Look. No, my God. Uh, okay, rewatchability. Yes or no? Are you watching it again? Absolutely, 100%. I 100% agree with you. Um, 100%. Is there any other theme in the film that kind of poked out at you? Um,. Family, love. Those were the two the two biggest themes that I took away from it was family and love. Um, I took away also um pride and cockiness will get you killed. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And humbleness will keep you alive. So there was a um (laughs) the world's smallest bouncer. At this saloon, uh, and let me look up her name real quick. Cuffy. Cuffy. Yes, her name was Cuffy. But she Thank was based you. on a on a real person. Um, yes. Let me look up the name of the real person. Cuffy is small. Cuffy is a woman. When you go to a certain saloon, she will make you check your guns at the door. Mm-hmm. And if you try, even if you are a large man, because we saw that happen, you try not to listen to Cuffy, Cuffy will get you right. She gonna knock your ass out, tell you to put your guns up and go inside and get a drink. Yeah, and it was based on um, Kathy, Cathay Williams. I'm gonna say Kathy Williams. I don't really know right now, but we gonna call her Cuffy for it because the movie called her Cuffy. And the thing about Cuffy is Cuffy is very humble. She's very quiet. People have uh, um, like doubts about her. The running joke in the movies, they didn't know if it was like a girl or not. Well, one person didn't know if it was a girl or not based on her wardrobe and everything else. Okay. Um, so when that happened halfway through the movie, when they... What's up? Real quick. Fun fact. Um, she was born in Independence, Missouri. Been there. Nice. Um, but also, she was an African-American soldier who enlisted in the United States Army under the pseudonym... William Cathy. She was the first black woman to enlist and the only documented woman to serve in the United States Army posing as a man during the American Indian Wars. Damn, she was Mulan. You know, it's interesting. (laughs) My granny also uh, used to pretend to be a boy because she was born in the 30s. And so my her... She was raised by her grandparents, and so her grandparents would have her pretend to be a boy. That way she could go to school and do all the things. Well, shout out to Cuffy uh, because she's a natural badass, as you just heard. And she was a badass in this movie. The thing about it, though, is that she was so humble. 
where mm-hmm. the other two people were not. Uh, they were very cocky and very prideful, um, and that it it reared its head. And they died. And she was the one that stayed alive because she was very humble and she knew her skill set. She didn't have to be flashy about it. Um, She was quiet about it. She did what she needed to do to get the job done. So that was like another theme is that everybody who was like flashy and cocky, they did. Right. Even Nat to a certain uh, extent was not like cocky. He was very calculated and, 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 and logical and methodical about how he moved around. So... Was. That was another theme that I saw. I was like, yo, y'all just um, tuck the pride in because mm-hmm. it'll keep you Pride is the alive. devil. Exactly. And I think it got a hold on me. Um, that was great. I'm glad you watched it again. I'm going to watch it again. And Definitely. I feel like we've, we've talked about a lot. And I don't want to go too far into this. I think this is a good length. But I really, 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 really want y'all to take two hours just to watch The Harder They Fall. I also got uh, my my um, my in laws. Shout out to pops and uh, and and Dia, um, to watch it. They loved it. Pops didn't fall asleep, That's which is true. a sign <laughs> of a good movie. Okay. Yes, my parents you know. watched it and loved it. And if my dad stays awake through a whole movie, then you know it's good because this man will fall asleep in two seconds. Yes, a hundred percent. The man be wide awake and be like sleep. <laughs> so if he stayed awake the whole time. I'm telling you, it, it, it doesn't feel like two hours. It, it paces very well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, kudos to everybody who was a part of this film. Tap yourself on the back. This is great. And if you need more, um, if you need more marketing for it, I would be happy for you to sponsor <laughs> us and then we can do that. <laughs> yeah, so y'all check it out. Let us know what you think. Tag us in it when you are watching it um, on Instagram, Facebook. We're on Twitter, TikTok. It is on Netflix. So we are trying to be a little bit more friendly with our list of movies and the things that we watch so that you can also watch them. We don't have to rent them because last month the rent budget went up a little yes, bit. Yes, sorry about that. <laughs> um, yes, very much so sorry. However, we're going to change it up so you don't have to. So check that out on Netflix. Um, thank you all for listening in. Again, Always. follow us on social media and everything else. Uh, and and let us know how we're doing and what you would like to see and hit me up if you want to talk about being on an episode you know what I'm saying so you want to talk true crime being on an episode let me know let me know let me know all right well let Netflix know Mm. that you are still watching when I ask you are you still there always press next press next bye y'all